talking about a chicken a la king. Mango and garbanzo, tabbouleh, real potatoes and vegetables, with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini, ziti, granola, fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today, a fantastic multi-hyphenate. We've been doing all the multi-hyphenates lately. She's best known for her role on the hilarious Netflix show, Dear White People, uh, and is the host of her uplifting podcast, Trials to Triumphs, on the Oprah Winfrey Network Podcast Network. Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Dan. I'm happy to be here. We made it happen. We had some technical issues with the fridge. <laughs> Guys, I want you to know there's a lot that goes into getting this fridge pick, and there was high-level negotiations, and we finally made it happen. <laughs> High level. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of like, uh, I w- uh, we can't directly connect you to. You have to go reps to reps. And no, we actually bypassed our reps. We got on together and we made it happen. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. And here we go. Guys, you can see this fridge on my Instagram at Stand Up Dan. I'm sharing the fridge right now. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh my gosh! This now, I'm, is insane. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this sort of at the same time as uh, you guys are listening to this. So I'm going through this real time. Uh, someone is sponsored by 365, is what I'm seeing here. <laughs> no, someone should be sponsored by 365. That's what you're saying. Actually, that is crazy. I need a deal. There's some serious 365 action going here, which I don't mind. I mean, it's like. That is like, listen, I'm Whole Foods level, but I'm not going to be dumb about it. I'm going to be responsible about it. <laughs> Everything's you know? 365. This is crazy. Whole we Foods. Got the, oh, my gosh. <laughs> we got the mayo. We got the Dijon mustard. Two Dijon mustard, it looks like. No, that one's a honey. That one's a honey mustard. Oh, it's a honey mustard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got the uh, organic sweet something. Sweet chili. Sweet chili. We got the, you got the deep cuts. Like these are random fucking 365. What is this? Creamy Caesar. Creamy Caesar. I mean, and you even like place them really nicely. (laughs) That's lemon juice. Lemon juice. Wow. I didn't even know they make lemon juice. Like you really, you go hard in the paint. The classic ranch. You're even getting organic ranch. That's hilarious. (laughs) That is like you want to show the world that you've made it. You're like, oh. I don't. I mean, it's ranch. It's ranch. But you're like, you're like, I'm still Jenny from the block. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Okay. And then I don't think I've ever tried 365 blueberry or yogurt. I've never, mm-hmm. I've never gone to the yogurt section with them. It's delightful. Get into really? it. Really? Yes, it is. I like everything from, I could get everything from Whole Foods almost. I love it there. I do too. I guess I just I've never like filtered, you know, for the just the 365 products. Yeah, because they're the best bang for your buck. That's the thing. I think people think that Whole Foods is like very expensive. And like it's not in it, but I find that I spend less shopping at Whole Foods than I do at like Ralph's. Mm. If I'm doing like 365 brand and like craft or whatever, like their main brand Heinz and stuff, like, oh yeah, it's much better. Also, you know. I probably shouldn't be admitting to this, but my pandemic holdover, I'll never go to a supermarket again, okay? 
I'm never oh, setting. You're Instacarting it. Mm. I'm done. It's there. I'm ordering it. It's coming to my door. I used to be all bougie and I want to pick out the avocado myself. Now I'm like, no, let Greg pick out the avocado. <laughs> Have at it, Greg. Like, I'm sure you'll do great. The, but the thing about it that you get is that let's say you get a product that you try and it's a little subpar. Normally, what are you going to do? You're going to pack it up and go back to the supermarket and return it like a crazy person? No, you're not going to. You're just going to throw it out and take the hit. Not when you order online. Oh, baby, you can return with reckless abandon if something's a little off, a little wrong. And uh, yeah, I've definitely uh, returned a couple here's, of things. Here's my thing, though, about the Instacarting, because I was doing it for a while, too. I can't with the substitutions. Mm. There's been too many orders where like 79% of my order could not be found. They substituted for some BS that I do not want. Right. Then if you choose no substitutions, then you don't have any groceries. So I, I that's what I struggle with. I, I do. Yes. I understand that. You know, I wanted to surprise my parents. I was in New York last week and I wanted to, I know they love duck and I love duck. Mm. And I was like, I'm going home for dinner tomorrow night. I'm going to send over a duck and we're going to have duck for dinner. And I found this supermarket that had kosher duck because they're Jews. And I got this kosher duck, put it in the cart. And then they were like, for free shipping, you need to get like 30 bucks more stuff. I got $30 of random stuff. It was like some fancy... uh, uh, sparkling water and some locks or something like a like a smoked salmon, and I and I delivered it and then I had to go to work, and I get off of work and I see that they couldn't find the duck and they didn't do a substitution, so they just sent the filler products to my parents' see, house. See, see, no, 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 that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and my parents were like, "Why did you just send us seltzer and smoked <laughs> salmon?" <laughs> So I understand that. There's definitely technical glitches. Um, But, okay, back to the fridge. The funny thing about this fridge to me is that you have so many really – this is a condiment-heavy fridge. Oh, yeah. It gives the illusion that it's a full fridge. But in actuality, (laughs) there's nothing to eat here. (laughs) Yeah. You know why, too? A lot of my stuff is in the freezer. Ah, you're and then like person. we ran out of the, of 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 fruit. Fruit is normally in those empty like plastic things, like plastic bin things. Oh, these things? No, no, no. Over down, these. down a row. Those fruits normally okay. in there, but we've eaten all of it. And then the other fruit is below in the crisper. Yeah, but like yeah, like I because I cook every day, so I have it looks condiment heavy, but what it really is is that. I use a lot of those things to make like marinades or mm. like a dipping sauce or I use like I, I use them for like my daily cooking. Yeah, you seem like a serious I mean, there's serious stuff in here for sure. Also, the bin people, I, I've always wanted I've I've always strived to be a bin person, <laughs> but I don't know. I've never done it. Um, I feel like I, I need a little more chaos in my fridge. But you this mm. is very been heavy this is yeah like, i have to be organized in there oh yeah we're out of eggs normally there's a lot of eggs I, ha- I love taking the eggs out of the carton and putting them in the in that i love that oh my god unhinged you're completely unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> i am um and then this top right bin is like this is like the uh it's like the pharmacy it's like yeah it's the pharmacy organic pharmacy yeah so the, the these are some like concoctions that you can like put in like your tea or your water or your 
juices or whatever. And they're like good for different things. So some of them are like for wellness. Some of them are like the the one you see in front is genius juice. So it's good for like, if you feel like kind of like foggy that day, it kind of gives you like a little like mental pep. Uh, And then the, the white thing in the middle is an eye cream that I, cause I like to keep my eyes nice and bright. And, um, you know, it's just for like potential bags or dark circles. I do an eye cream every every night and every morning from my, this uh, is, it's a compounding prescription. It's a serious eye cream. This is an <laughs> eye cream that needs to be refrigerated. It, yes. has, it has a prescription label on it. This is, <laughs> this is, Ashley, you, I mean, I don't know how you grew up, but you made it. <laughs> Although I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to bring you down a peg. It's time to bring you down a peg. If I may, please from your bougie ass eye cream. <laughs> To your humongous jar of Kirkland pre-cut garlic. Yes. I mean, in a big vat almost. (laughs) I'm surprised someone who cooks as much as you. This is one of my pet peeves is the pre-cut garlics. Because it always tastes a little acrid and weird. And I hate it. I hate it. You know what's weird? So you wouldn't know a secret? I'm like a cook, right? Like I'm like an avid cook. I am a chef in some regards, depending on who you're talking to. I've never cut garlic myself, like fresh garlic, peeled it, cut it. I don't do it. I don't do it. I either use that pink (laughs) thing next to it as a garlic puree, which I love. Like I love a garlic puree, like when I'm like marinating meats and stuff like that, but like cutting garlic, fresh garlic seems like the biggest waste of time to me because that Kirkland signature minced garlic is fine or my squeeze two pureed garlic is fine for me. So it's something that I don't do. I'll, I'll be honest about it. I will tell you what I do, which is I meet, I meet somewhere in the middle, okay. which is I buy the peeled garlic cloves. Okay. See, maybe I could do that. Okay. Yeah. I, I urge, I urge you just try it. Although I do like the, I do like the, whatever the squeeze bottle thing is. I actually, yes, I'm I'm a big fan of the squeeze bottle for a lot of if you want to add anchovy into anything, instead uh-huh. of like opening a tin of anchovy, they have anchovy and the little toothpaste thing. Ooh, a little bit of that. Love it. Yep. You're good I'm to with go. You. Yep. But, okay, I'll do it. I'll start chopping up some garlic, but it ha- I am not getting that whole white bulb thing and and breaking <laughs> it apart and peeling it. I'm this literally never gonna happen. Never. It is very annoying to do. But man, and then also I mean, what? how could you diss 365 for Kirkland on your garlic? Well, because I use so much garlic, I need the large size. If I were getting the 365 version, I would be at Whole Foods every three days getting garlic. So, you know, we do have a Costco membership. I get very few things at Costco. Sometimes we'll get water, although we have 365 water in there. We get all of like our toilet paper, <laughs> paper towels, big thing of garlic, and like that's about it. Like I go to Costco like for those things. Oh, and like they right. have like a uh, chicken broth in in like bulk. I get that too. Mm. Speaking of chicken broth, there's something mm-hmm. here that is it's very interesting. You have this fantastic fridge of a lot of stuff, and your centerpiece, your pièce de résistance, the thing that is that your your eye gets gets brought into is a humble can of of better than bouillon in the middle like taking up space with mm-hmm. a spotlight on it is this by design is this what you grab most often 
No, it is not. And then behind, so the the one you see in front is chicken flavor. They also have a beef flavor that's behind that one. Hmm. Um, no, I don't use it a lot, but it is kind of like one of my favorite refrigerator items. I used to use bouillon cubes. When I found this joint, I was like, oh, it's so much better. It has really? so much more. It is. I, so this is the thing. These are new. Like, I don't know how new they are, but like, let's say bouillon cubes have been available for centuries or whatever. This has been available for like years, like a couple okay. of years of like, like it's very, very new, but I think this it's is like, post, this is post nine 11. This is post not a pre nine 11. This might be like post the pandemic. Like I, I think it's very, <laughs> it's very new, but I love it. It adds so much flavor. I am a girl who likes to cook a lot of like, like I use my Dutch oven a lot. So uh-huh. I like to, you know, stew things and boil things down and have a broth and stuff yes. like that. And you're like a, you're a little witch. You're a little yes. Macbeth. Yes. I love a brew. I love a, I love a, I like my wooden utensils. Honestly, I, I really do. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that that's really great for that. I highly recommend to anyone listening get better than bouillon that goes in the refrigerator. It's the best. First of all, the fact that you're not sponsored by any of these companies, I mean, right? <laughs> you speak so eloquently and like crisply about these products that I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I want it. I want in. Okay. And then you've got these juice boxes. Are these for you? Are you a juice box adult? I, <laughs> I am actually. Oh my Here, God. Let me tell you why though. I oh love God. something that's on the go. I'm in my car a lot. I don't like I have a Stanley. I should I really should be sponsored by all of these things. But anywho, <laughs> I have my Stanley and like, but the Stanley, as much as I love it, it weighs like 7,000 pounds. So I don't mm. always want to lug my Stanley around with me. So sometimes like I'm like, I'm gonna be in the car for an hour, 30 minutes, whatever. I might get a little parched. Let me grab my organic watermelon and strawberry 60 calorie or 30, I think it's 35 calorie juice box. I, it's it solves everything. I mean, you're very good at selling things that normally I want to give people shit for, but you're like, you sell it so hard that I'm like, <laughs> I think I need to get some juice boxes. It makes sense. Um, and then what's this bougie, Ooh, uh, mm-hmm. like can of juice or can of soda? What is that up there? So the, it's called Deya Capache. I think it's it's called Tapache. It's like a probiotic soda. Um, and they come in these different flavors this is actually a flavor I've never tried before. So like they were on sale at Whole Foods. I've had them before. I like the blue can, which I cannot think of what the flavor is, but it's so freaking good. Mm. This one I think is prickly cactus. Prickly, prickly pear. Yeah, prickly pear with cactus something in there. I think pear is the only of the prickly uh, fruits. Okay, got it. Okay, so it's prickly pear. But they're really good. They're very flavorful. You kind of feel like you're you're drinking a soda without it being like this sugary, you know, Coke that you feel bloated after. Like this makes you feel good. You feel like you had a treat and they're mm. delicious. And there's probiotics in them. Mm. Okay. I'm, I don't think I've ever had more of a health nut on this podcast, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've said all the buzzwords, probiotic. Uh, uh, I'm sure adaptogens is on your is on your mind. Yep. Uh, <laughs> con- you got the concoctions. You've got the apothecary up here in the top right of your fridge. I have, um, I have plant based cream cheese, which is oh so God. good. By the way, it tastes that, just like regular cream cheese. You have to have it. 
first of all, no, I want my cream cheese to come out of a cow's udders, okay? Where they're, it's supposed to come out of, all right? I don't want a plant <laughs> making my cream cheese, okay? It's so damn good. Mm, 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 mm. By the way, I love that it's Philadelphia brand because Philadelphia cream cheese is like, to me, like a very like blue collar cream cheese. And I love that they're making plant-based cream. Like one day, I, I wish I could be there the day of the meeting. Like, hey guys, everyone get together on the factory floor. We got an <laughs> announcement to make. These LA people, they want some plant-based uh, cream cheese. And like 30 people just like drop their aprons and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what happened, but... It's a hit. It's a hit. So they knocked it out of the park. I, I'm just waiting on the other flavors. And here's the thing. This is what you have to know about me, Dan. Mm. I'm not lactose. Mm-hmm. I'm just the LA girl that's like, I'm going to do some things that are plant-based. Like that, I'm, I have to keep it a buck. Like that's who I am. So like when I saw this, I something about getting the plant-based version of chive and onion cream cheese made me feel better than getting the regular one. But it happened to work out great. But like, I don't like butter. I'm not compromising on that. I'm not using plant-based butter. I'm using butter that comes from the udder of cows, like you said. Yes. I, yes. Uh, so each udder of a cow has five five like nipple things. And uh-huh. each one has a different milk product that comes out. One is cream cheese. <laughs> one is butter. One is milk. One is skim milk. <laughs> that's how That's how cows work. Hey, let me ask you, Dan. I know this is your mm. podcast, but let me ask you. Please. What percentage milk do you drink? Oh, I want that full fat. Uncut. You're a whole, you're a holer? I want that uncut, full fat Colombian milk. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm not yeah, surprised. Baby. I'm not surprised. Oh, my yogurt, 5%. Oh, yeah. I'm like, get me the fattest cow and milk it. That's what I want. Mm. I want I want the cow that has gout. I want that the gout gouty cow's milk. <laughs> wow! 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 Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. Um. But let me ask you this: Your butter. When you do your butter, are you doing real like full butter or no? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like butter is okay. the thing that I'm like I need regular butter. But it's crazy. Like when I. My husband is lactose. I make him do lactate 2%. But when I met him, he was on whole milk. And I was like, something is wrong. You can't drink this. Then I now, like if I'm having cereal or something, I do uh, oat milk. I'm a vanilla Mm -hmm. oat milk girl. Here's the thing. I'm not drinking a ton of milk. The only time I have milk is in the mornings with my cappuccino. Mm -hmm. I like a, and, and whole fat milk gives you that real, that good, good froth. Yes. You know? I yes. need that froth with the micro bubbles, the tiny, tiny bubbled froth. Mm-hmm. And you can't get it. You know, some of the oat milks, you can do it. Like, they make the barista version of the oat milks now. Um, but I feel like that has too many weird, like, filler chemicals in it to make it seem like milk. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll, I think I'm just going to go for the real thing. Okay. I, I, I hear that. I think coffee yeah. is a good e- exception for that. I do. I don't drink coffee, but I think it's great. All in all, great fridge. Thank you. Uh, well done, and thank you for selling. Me. Now you see why why we needed the high res version because we go in deep. I <laughs> see, and I will never not send you the highest resolution of photos ever again. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So you don't drink coffee, then what no. is it? That, what keeps you going? Because you do a lot of stuff. I'm high on life, Dan. Oh, you know, boy. I just <laughs> no. <laughs> so this is another like little tidbit about me. Mm. I desperately want to be a coffee drinker. Like I literally like went on a mission to like 
Because here's the thing. I, I grew up in a house where my parents still, and growing up, they drink coffee all day black. So I grew up like I love the smell of waking up to, to the coffee beans roasting. And then I actually love coffee flavored stuff. So like coffee flavored frozen yogurt's my favorite. Mm. Ice cream. Like I love coffee flavor. But I think for me, that the the hang up on coffee is I just never got into the habit of drinking it. And now I'm like 35. So jumping into like now all of a sudden, like I drink coffee every morning. It just isn't, it's never been a part of my routine, but I like the flavor of it. I also think too. There's too many coffee options. Like, as you were saying, you, you drink you drink a cappuccino every morning. I was like, I wanted to ask you, like, how did you know you were a cappuccino guy? Like, am I a cappuccino girl? I've had a mocha. I've had an iced mocha before. I kind of liked that. But what what is my coffee? I don't know. Um, you've come to the right place. And Thank you. First of all, I agree with you. There are too many options out there. I think Starbucks has Starbuckified coffee where there's literally, I think you can order like a thousand different versions of coffee when you go to a Starbucks. And they wear that as a badge of honor. But nay, I see mm. that as a disservice. It's kind of like how we have way too many options with dating, with the swiping, so we just can't commit to one person. Same thing. We're all going to die unhappy coffee drinkers because we're all going to keep thinking there's a better coffee out there for me. Yeah. But I think if you stick to the classics, okay, all you have to figure out is what is your ratio of milk to coffee? Do you want a lot of milk to coffee? Do you want a little milk to coffee? And usually you start out with a lot of milk to coffee and then you start paring it down and paring it down and you find exactly what your drink is. And you might want some sweetness in the beginning and then eventually you're just going to want the the coffee flavor on its own. So I would start for you. I would start with, you told me you like vanilla. You like that vanilla oat milk. So maybe a vanilla oat milk latte. Lattes have more milk than cappuccinos do. Start with a vanilla oat milk latte and then and then just like kind of check in with yourself, Ash, and just see how you feel. Okay. See if no. it's hitting. How do I pick a roast? Am I doing a light roast? Am I doing a medium? Like, how do I get into the roast of it all? Like, what kind of you coffee? Know, again, I think they overcomplicate things. Okay. I'm pretty open to all different kinds of roasts. Um, in the words of Tribe Called Quest, I like in brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, or Haitian. <laughs> I can go <laughs> any roast from any part of the country. I don't care if it's light. I don't, I don't care if it's part of the world. I don't care if it's light or if it's heavy. They're all fun. They all have their merits. Um, you know, and I think just, you got to just get out there and experiment and then come back with, with what, what, what hits, but I wouldn't be too dogmatic about it. Cause I think that's the issue is like, people are like looking for that perfect thing. And because of that, they just stay out of the game. We want you in the game. It's not, I want to, I want to be in the game, Dan. So what's yeah. a cappuccino quickly? Cause I think that I, I might like a cappuccino. It sounds cute. Okay. Um, a cappuccino, a cappuccino and a latte and an espresso and a macchiato and a cortado, Five drinks that all start with a base of espresso. Mm -hmm. So we make an espresso, and then it's just a—it just depends on how much milk you're act, you're adding to that espresso. Got it. If it's a little milk, that's a macchiato. A little more milk, cortado. A little more milk, cappuccino. The most milk, latte. Mm. That's basically all we're working with here. I would have never known that. Thank you. I've learned so much, Dan. <laughs> this is amazing. Um. So look. I'm glad that I can help you out. This is I'm assuming this is what your podcast is about, taking people's, you know, uh, their lows and turning them into highs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> actually, and, you know, I make clear to people that I don't 
want to talk about their careers on my podcast. I just want to talk about your relationship to food. But I think the concept of your podcast is very interesting. And if you wouldn't mind, can you get into it just a little bit? Tell me tell me what it's about, what's going on, how how you got on Oprah's radar. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for asking, Dan. Uh, yeah. So my podcast is called Trials to Triumphs. And you know, I created the podcast that I wanted. I wanted a place where people could get inspiration, but like the real inspiration. Because I think oftentimes we celebrate the highlight reel, right? Like mm-hmm. we 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 place so much emphasis on the moments when people made it or the, the really, ex, you know, them, them reaching and achieving those really big accomplishments. But to me, the inspiration has always been in those moments in their journeys when things weren't looking so great. And they didn't know how they were going to get out of said situation or they were struggling with depression or grief or, you know, fear, whatever it may be. Um, And I think that it's the juxtaposition of both your trials and your triumphs that lead to a full story and a journey that people can then be inspired by. And that's what we're doing. We're having really honest and vulnerable and just real authentic conversations. And I think too, what makes my podcast different is that like, you know, I share of myself too. So I'm not, you know, expecting anything of my guests that I'm not willing to give myself. And uh, I think that's kind of what makes it super unique and really powerful. And the, the way I got on Oprah's radar, honestly, was just, I created a podcast that my manager really encouraged me to do at the time. I was like, why would I create a podcast? Who was going to listen to my podcast? Like nobody. Mm -hmm. And what is it about? And my manager was like, I don't know. That's what you need to figure out. And he tasked me with figuring it out. And like I said, I created the podcast that I wanted. But at the time, a lot of people in my orbit and, you know, kind followers on social media were kind of also like, Ashley, you need your own show. Like you need a show. Like I, we want to hear more from you. Cause you know, I, I would share a lot on my stories or on my Instagram page and just about what I was going through or thoughts or ideas I had and whatever. And so in a moment of vulnerability, I was like, listen, guys, I do have a show actually, but like I'm shopping it around and it's not going great. And, you know, hopefully I can bring something to you guys. And and a friend of mine from college actually hit me up who uh, was like, listen, I work at OWN and we're actually looking to like kind of expand our podcast slate. And I didn't know you were doing that. Like, See if if your reps can send your stuff over. I'll see if we can get you a meeting. And they did. And uh, right before the meeting, she hits me up and she's like, girl, I am so sorry to tell you this, but I'm going to Spotify. This is like (gasps) days before the meeting. And I was like, okay, so now it's already been a year and a half of me trying to make this happen. And now it's really not going to happen right before I got there. But she's like, no, 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 don't worry. There's another girl who's kind of coming in and like, she's really going to be like, you know, a big producer in the podcast space. And the person who was coming in to take her spot actually happened to be a really good friend of mine who I knew worked at OWN, but didn't work in the podcast space. Uh, And so it was one of those winks where I was like, I'm being taken care of. And so it it honestly worked out better than I could have even imagined. And, you know, I, you know, Trials to Triumphs is now, you know, the sister podcast to all the podcasts that Oprah has that inspire me, like the Oprah Winfrey show podcast or Super Soul Sunday. And now mine's a sister to hers. So I feel very honored and I think I'm in the right company. I mean, hashtag blessed. That is an amazing story. And I feel like if there's a Trials to Triumphs story within that, it's also like, 
I feel like um, with my podcast, it was a similar story where I was so passionate. I'm so passionate about food. It's all I ever care about. I always say like food is my passion and comedy is my day job. But <laughs> it was like, I was just so passionate about it. And I wanted to do this podcast. And I sh- came up with the idea and I shopped it around to all the big podcast networks. And everyone was like, there's no market for fo- for comedy and food. And I didn't buy it, and I just kept doing it, and then I did it on my own for a while, and then I found a little network that wanted to do it, and we became the number one food podcast in the country Mm. uh, after, like, a few months. So Mm. I think there's something about knowing in your bones that, oh, this is what I need to be doing, is talking about this. I feel like whenever in my career, when I'm trying to sell something that is just like, what is the market asking for? It never sells. It Mm -hmm. never fucking sells. Um, and if it does, it doesn't get made or whatever. But when I'm just like, oh, I have to follow this idea to the end because this it's like giving me butterflies. Like, I mm-hmm. love this. That's the only time when things actually happen. Yeah. Create you know? what you want. Like, yeah. you know, like be the change you want to see. Not add to the change that you're already seeing happening because you think you can hop on that wave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's not it's 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 unsustainable. So cheers to you, kudos to you too, Dan. Um, it's amazing. I love your story right. too. Oh my god, this is uh, this. I'm I'm already feeling the feels. I'm feeling the feels. <laughs> oh god, we need to go back to food stuff. <laughs> Let's talk bouillon, 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 bouillon whatever those cubes are. Compressing salt, dried meat, and seasonings into a shelf-stable food cube is probably as old a technique as cooking itself. Native Americans have long relied on pemmican, a prehistoric power bar of of meat, animal fat, fruits, and nuts to eat on the go. In the 1850s Old West, wayfarers packed bricks of dried beef, salt, and dried chilies in their bags to boil in water at campsites, a precursor to chili con carne. But the modern bouillon cube wasn't mass commercialized until 1908, when the Swiss Maggie Corporation, which had pivoted from grain milling to convenience foods, brought it to market. The Maggie cube was followed in short succession by several others in the early 1900s. Indeed, the concept was so widespread that a number of French chefs in the mid-1800s tried and failed to patent portable soup cubes or tablets because the idea wasn't seen as original enough. As industrial food technology has advanced, the bouillon cube's ingredient list has grown, but the basics are the same as hundreds of years ago. Dried meat plus dried vegetables ground into a fine powder, then mixed with salt, proteins, and fats to add heft and flavor. I'm going to get to the questions that I ask every guest on the podcast. Actually, before I get to this, I do have a quick question. Mm -hmm. Where did you grow up and what was the food culture like in your home? Yeah, I grew up um, in the DMV, the Washington, D.C. area between Maryland and Washington, D.C. So, you know, the vibe where I'm from is seafood, you know, crabs and Maryland is we're the home of the crab. So I grew up with a lot of crab and a lot of seafood, but I also grew up with a dad who cooked every night. Like, you know, my dad is who really taught me how to cook and really um, instilled that in me. 
And, uh, you know, I grew up eating everything. Like I remember in any given week and, and, you know, it's funny, like I look at my life now and I'm like, I do the exact same thing, but in any given week we would have chicken divan, we would have a burger, we would have swordfish, we would have rockfish, we would have, uh, lamb chops. We would have like, we, I ate everything. And from a very young, yes, but but also from a very young age, Um, and so I really, I'm, I'm grateful to my parents and, you know, especially to my dad for like, they helped me build my palate. That's when it starts. You know what Mm. I mean? Like I, I was the kid that would really try anything. Like, yes, there's things that I like more than others, but like, I really just don't like fennel and tarragon. Those like the only, and lima beans. Those like the only things I'm just really not banging with. Oh my God. You literally picked two of my favorite things in life, fennel and tarragon. (laughs) That's the name of the name of my autobiography is Fennel and Tarragon, the Danity story. I love those two things. This podcast is over. That's hilarious. But we reached the conclusion. But it makes sense. To me, they're very specific things that like either you love them or like those flavors do not vibe for you and they just don't vibe for me. But the fact that we can even have that conversation shows that we have great palates. So I love that for us. Um, I actually went to college in Maryland, um, oh. in, Balt- in Baltimore, so I'm very familiar with that food culture, and it is it is one of the more interesting sub food cultures in America. I feel that's like this like spicy seafoody culture that's not like I don't know. It's not as wild as like Louisiana cuisine, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. But it is like. It also just has like a lot of really fun ritual. Like I'm just like remembering a lot of newspapers on tables with mm-hmm. like crabs all That's over how I the grew place. Up. Yeah, yeah. Any like um, family function, we're getting crabs and we're putting oh, the, yeah. we're putting the Washington Post down and mm. yeah. <laughs> Give me that old bay. Give yeah. me all the old bay. But then when did you switch to the organic princess? Was that after you moved to LA? One thousand percent. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like I I can't even deny that. Yeah. Once I moved to LA and was like. An actor in Hollywood. Yeah, that's when it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Show me someone's fridge and I can tell you how long they've been in LA for. You've been you've been here for a while. You've <laughs> LA has had its way with you. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so what is your earliest food memory? Mm, no one's ever asked me that. This is so exciting. I have two kind of that are popping in. So one, I remember my mom teaching me how to like eat crabs. Like I remember her like as like a young kid like a toddler like Mm. here's the crab like you pull this up you pull that back like be careful like I remember that learning how to to eat crabs Uh, I also have a really early memory of like at a Thanksgiving snapping green beans with my mom my um my nana and her mother so like four generations I remember like and I still to this day like I have to snap my green beans. I will never buy them like pre-cut. I have to snap them. And then another kind of like bad one, I guess, is I remember my dad asked my dad to make me some boiled eggs before school. I was like in high school, I think, or maybe middle school. And by the time I came down for school, like I just didn't want them anymore. And he was like, oh no, you're eating these. And I was like, but dad, like, I'm not really hungry anymore. Like I thought I wanted the boiled egg, whatever. And I remember he was like, we are not leaving this house until you eat them. And you have like two minutes. And I remember he had a glass of orange juice for me and the egg. And because I was trying to like force myself to eat them, I 
vomited. You let it out. Yeah. Because, yeah. And, but so every time I like, whenever there's like boiled eggs or orange juice on a table at the same time, I always have that memory. He would never remember it, but I remember. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> First of all, kudos for hesitating before saying vomiting because you realize that this is a food podcast and people should have a level of decorum. I've had people on my fucking show talking about disgusting things uh, that come out of all their holes. And I'm like, hey, there's classy people listening to this over a meal. So I, I applaud your classiness. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dan. Of course. Thank you. What is your death row meal? Let's think of a reason you're on death row. Let's say you go to a restaurant and the chef recognizes you and you're like, oh my God, um, I need to make something special for her. And he's like, "Um, I made this. This comes from the heart. It's a soup made with fennel, tarragon, and lima beans. And you you just can't take it. It's the holy trinity Mm -hmm. of hell for you. And so you just before you know it, the knife is in his heart <laughs> and you've murdered the chef and now you're on death row. What is your death row meal? Okay. First of all, by the way, fennel tarragon lima bean soup sounds divine. <laughs> oh my gosh, Dan, please do not make that. Like, please promise me you will not make that. Oh my When's gosh. Watch it. It'll be like, when is what? <laughs> December 4th. And if it shows up at my door, we gonna have a problem. But watch, you're going to like become uber famous for making the classic fennel tarragon lima bean soup. You're going to be plastered all over the Bon Appetit magazines. Watch. And we're going to, yeah. we called it here first. I call this the Ashley. You guys are going to love this soup. <laughs> all right. I'm on death row. What is my meal? Mm. I want lamb chops. I love lamb chops. It's my favorite. Mm. So these things would never like normally go together, but this is what I want. I want yams, like candied yams. I love, I don't want marshmallows. I do not want marshmallows on them. I just want very sweet yams. I love that. Like I'm so excited. We want added added sugar on it. Not just like the regular yam on its, like a sweet yam on itself. No, you need. Yeah. Like I want an African American grandma to make me candied yams like her grandmama taught her to do like that's what i want right i don't just want like a baked sweet potato with some honey and cinnamon and sugar like no 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 no. you don't want the martha stewart version (laughs) i will i never want that so i want lamb chops i want candied yams i want um what like vegetable do I want? Oh, I, I'll do some Brussels. I love Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. I'll do some Brussels. Uh, and then I would love like, I would love like a nice Maryland crab on the side. I just, you know, a nice steamed crab with one piece of newspaper for me to eat it on. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I feel like I kind of had some of my favorite things and I'd like some peanut M&Ms on the side. Oh, Yes. A girl after my own heart. Yep. I'm completely powerless to the spell of peanut M&M's. Yeah. Like if I'm shooting something and there's peanut M&M's like crafty, uh, the PA will know where to find me if they can't find me. This is the trick, though. Do you put them in the refrigerator? No. You got to put them in the refrigerator. Really? You have to put them in the refrigerator. Yes. Trust I want, me. I, I don't want to make them already better than they already are. Like, this is 
not good for me. Refrigerator. And then what I do now too, which is a good tidbit, I get, because I'm like, I can't just be buying share a size packs of, of peanut M&Ms and not sharing with anybody and eating these all the time. So what I do is I get like, like the, almost like the, like the Halloween candy, look individual mm. pack. Fun it size. Has, the fun size. Thank you. They have like eight M&Ms in there. So I, and I put those in the refrigerator and then I get a bag as a treat and I don't feel like it's that bad. Cause I'm like, I just had eight M&Ms. They were delicious, but I didn't just have a whole out of fun size bag, but not like a mm. whole bag. That's my turn. N- now you say that, mm-hmm. you say that, Ashley. However, the v- listeners and viewers of your fridge know that there are no peanut M&Ms in your fridge, which means that your little hack didn't work because you ate all the peanut M&Ms. That were, you had all the fun sizes that were in there, okay? <laughs> and you left none in there. I haven't and... read up yet. I got to read up. <laughs> you got to read up. <laughs> what is the best high-end meal you've ever had? Okay. Take your I time. Breathe into it, Ash. Yeah, okay. <laughs> breathe into it. Mm. You know what? Uh, my husband and I just celebrated our two-year wedding anniversary, and we were staying at the one and only resort, Mandarina. Uh, so the one one and onlys are like a, a like a chain of kind of like high-end resorts, but they okay. have this location is in um mandarina which is like an uh an hour outside of puerto vallarta mexico okay at one of their restaurants there it's called alma it's a mexican restaurant but they happen to have on the menu and i'm not really sure why a a shrimp taglatelli Mm. and it was I just could not believe that it just tasted like I was in, like I was for sure in Italy. It was so perfect. It was so buttery. And like, you could taste the white wine and the fresh shaved Parmesan and like the way the, the, the pasta was perfectly cooked and the shrimp were like the right size and like meaty. It just, it was so good. We had it. We, we went more than once. We had it twice. Actually. I was like, I want to have this again before we go. And I like, I don't like having the same meal close together. Like if I eat something I really like, I'm not going like the next week to get it. Like I need to right. space it out. I, some people yeah. like want the same thing over and over again. I can't do that. So for me to have wanted it like two days apart, three days apart says like, that's how good it was. It was very, 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 very good. Mm. Wow. Alma. I think I know this town. Is this like, it's like a little town where there's like basically a four seasons and another is like a couple of hotels there. Yes. It's called Riviera Nayarit. Yes. Okay. Yes. It was so, so good. That was mm. very, very good. Yeah. I'd share that one. What about the best low end meal you've ever had? This could be a street taco, hot dog. I know it. It already came to me. I was in Austin, Texas. Uh, was it last year? Yeah, I guess last year. Uh, on a trip with my sorority sisters and uh, we like went out one night and uh, we were leaving and there was like a little like gathering of like food cart or not food carts, food trucks or whatever. Mm. Uh, not, but not a lot. I say a gathering because there were like four. It wasn't like a row of like 40 of them no, or something like that. It was a gaggle. It was a gaggle yeah, of food trucks. It was trucks. a gaggle of food trucks. 
And, you know, we've been drinking, you know, whatever, whatever. We 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 go to one of them and uh, they have Berea tacos, which I had been wanting to try. And so me and one of my best friends, Angelique, we went and got the Berea tacos. And I remember we said to each other, like, we only need two, right? Like, it's late. We're just going to get home. Like, we're just going to eat these when we get back to the hotel. Like, it's late. Yeah, yeah. We just need two. Like, one for you, one for me. And we waited until we got back to the hotel and we ate them. And I remember we looked at each other and we're like, same time, we were like, why did we only get one? They were so good. I mean, like the sauce you dipped, the... um, Con- The consomme. Consomme. It was it was one of the best tacos I've ever had in my entire life. And it's going to haunt me because I have no way... If I'm back in Austin tomorrow, I have no way of remembering where I got that burrito taco from. But it was one of the best. And it was probably like $3 or something like that. But it was delicious. Yeah. The burrito taco is definitely making a strong push for best late night eats, best drunk food. I'd say. It hits all of the senses. It's so good. It's like a Mexican French dip. Yes. It's like a Mexican au jus. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's exactly what it is. Yes. Um, okay, so you do – I was going to ask – the next question is what's your favorite drunk food, but I think you answered it. You know what? You know what's crazy? This is what's really crazy about that question. I don't even get drunk like that no more. The older mm. I get, the more I'm like, I can't – I can't do it. I can't. I know my limits now. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I barely – it's so crazy. I barely drink like that. Like yeah. I – it's crazy. Something happened and I just – drink less. But if I were to have a drunken night, I would ask for a burrito taco. The problem is that like, I live in LA, but like, they're not like super easy to come by. It's not like I could just find a burrito taco, like lickety split. So I guess it's still Chipotle then. It would be Chipotle. You'd you'd be surprised. You can, you you search burrito tacos on Postmates. It'll be, there'll be one at your door in 15 minutes. But will it be good though, Dan? I can't risk it. You know how I feel about risking it for not good. I don't like that. You're right. I think you should go with plan A of don't get too drunk anymore. Yeah. Or go to Chipotle. Chipotle's still old faithful. Just get a Chipotle burrito. Like you're like, you'll be fine. Chipotle is probably my favorite hangover cure, which is my next question, which is what is your hangover Mm. cure? Sleep. Sleep. I have to sleep. And like a good murder mystery. And a good murder mystery. I got to watch something like scary and like creepy. I got to do something like that. I like that. Um, but I have to sleep. Yeah. Like what's the other cure? Like, let me tell you what the cure isn't hair of the dog. That does not help me. No, that's a bullshit cure that (laughs) alcoholics are trying to make us all do. (laughs) Like it's never, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I don't care. It makes things way worse. But do you know, there's these patches now, Dan, there's patches. Oh, it's time for another Ashley promo. Everyone here it comes. (laughs) A non a non sponsored promo. Oh my god! I'm retiring after today. No, seriously, there's these patches. You can get them on Amazon. They're like like nicotine patches, but you put them on like when you know you're gonna have like a crazy day of like drinking or whatever, whatever. You put it on, and it's like infusing your body with with vitamins that like I guess combat the, a, a potential hangover, and like you're good to go. There's patches mm. now on Amazon. Literally, Google like hangover patches on Am or or type it in on Amazon and they come up and they really work. You know, I feel like I have, and I'm still working this thought 
in my head, but I feel like I have a mental issue with all these like hangover cure type things because I feel like we should feel the hangover from drinking mm. because drinking is not good for us. And mm. we need some sort of firewall, something that makes us feel maybe I shouldn't have this next drink because it's going to make tomorrow a lot worse rather than, oh, well, it's okay because I have the magic patch on my ass and it's infusing all these vitamins and minerals in me so I can drink I can drink as much as I want I can get in my car and drink and drive because I got mm-hmm. the patch on mm-hmm. I can I can hit mm-hmm. that pedestrian because I'm wearing you know I can mm-hmm. do all the things no but the hangover makes us say no maybe I'm not going to murder today maybe I'm just going to go home and sleep and have some water maybe some coconut water well you got us all the way to oh I also don't like coconut water but I love coconut <laughs> I think that's that's totally reasonable. Yeah, it's another thing yeah. about me. That was on your Hinge profile. That's how you met your husband. <laughs> another thing about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, who's your favorite celebrity food personality? I like Emerald. I'm an Emerald girl. Old school. I'm an Emerald Agassi girl. I am. I grew up with Emerald. I've I've owned some Emerald cooking products that I actually enjoy. Wow. Um, I enjoy his spirit, his energy. I, I think he has great recipes. I like his cooking style. I'd say Emerald. I'm an Emerald girl. Yeah. I like the unabashed, uh, you know, Emeraldness of this all. It, it, it has the words BAM spelled all over it. It's right up my alley. It's so me. I'm actually, I'm kind of missing him right now. I'm thinking about him. I mean, he's still alive. Loving. Let's not talk about him. Yeah, like but I mean. <laughs> he's on some infomercial selling some rotisserie chicken maker somewhere. I had his air fryer for a really long time. It was like an air fryer that could like do everything. And it was oh, yeah. bomb. Like it was I'm really good. <laughs> it was good. It's good. It's yeah. really good. He's also like a good person. Like he gives a lot to like, like after Katrina, like he like helped rebuild the whole city and like didn't say, yeah. he, he didn't even like say anything about it. He just kind of did it, you know? He wasn't doing it for the gram like I would. I'd be like <laughs> taking pictures. <laughs> Not Emerald. No, um, yeah. No, he's a I good like man. I like, he's I call him M. Yeah. M's good. <laughs> you should get him on your podcast. That would be fun. That would be great. Yeah. I should get him on my, let's get it. Let's do a dual podcast. Yeah. Emerald Legacy. Okay. Um, all right. Desert Island food. You're trapped on a desert island. There's one food you're never going to get tired of. You can eat it every day for the rest of your life. You will never tire of it. Mm. What is it? I'm assuming I know the answer, and it's not in the fridge right now because you ate them all. Peanut <laughs> M&M's. Uh, I need something a little bit more nutritious. I don't think I can just eat peanut M&M's the whole time while I'm on a desert island. I mean, you're going to die on this island. Um, That's true. So why not just make it quicker? Okay, peanut M&M's. <laughs> yep. Oh, no. I led to your quicker demise. I apologize for that. Yep. Um, is there a food you can't stand eating? Something you hate? Oh, yes. Fennel and tarragon and lima beans. Yeah. I listen. Those I listen. are the things. I just don't like eating those. Well, I just, just don't eat them at all, so... Uh, you will be on December 4th. <laughs> the soup. Uh, final question. My favorite question. What is or what are your restaurant pet peeves? Okay. My restaurant pet peeves are as follows. Ooh, we're getting a manifesto. We're getting a manifesto. I like it. <laughs> I 
don't like, here's the thing. I understand that like the restaurant industry is rough and I am like a very patient patron, but I don't like when like no one says anything or comes to your table or takes anything for like a considerable amount of time. And we all know what the considerable amount of time is. Like when you've sat there and had a whole conversation with somebody and then you're like, oh, oh, they didn't even ask us if we wanted anything to drink or drink order, like, or we don't have menus. Like I like being forgotten about, which I know can happen, but I I don't like that. Mm. I also don't like a table not being like thoroughly cleaned is a really big thing for me too. Like when you still see like, or like a seat or whatever, like when it's just not clean enough, that stresses me out too. Yeah. I will get up Um, and fucking, I will get up and leave. I will leave that fucking establishment. Sorry, Burger King, not getting my money this time. Yeah. Okay. Burger King. I cannot, um, shout out to the Whopper jr. Always and forever. (sighs) One of my favorites. And, uh, you know what I'm realizing now that I'm thinking about this? I don't, I'm not a complainer at stuff like, like, I don't really be like, you have to really do something egregious. Oh, 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 it just hit me, it just hit me. Oh my gosh, oh my God. Here we go. Yeah, I was, I was like, okay, Mother Teresa, it's, it'll hit you in a second. And here it is. Give it to me. Hair. Hair. Hair like in the food? Hair any in the food, on the table, in a menu. Like, I, hair, something. I'd rather like a fingernail or something. Something about hair is so bad to me. Like you might as well have put like, I don't, I can't even think of something worse than like hair being in food. That is my biggest. It drives me crazy. It makes me nauseous. I can't take it. Can I tell you something? And this is the first time I'm ever admitting this on the air. Oh, to anyone. Oh my God. No, no, no. I'm like the type of person that if the dish comes and there's a hair in it, I'll just pull it out and put it off to the side and I will enjoy my meal. Nine times out of 10. Maybe the one time out of 10, I'll be like, excuse me, there's a hair. In it. But if it's like on the side, if it's not like, it's not, if it's not like fully incorporated into the dish. I'm just going to, you know, I'll move. Like, what is it? What is it but a piece of dead protein? What is it but a piece of dead protein? I just move it off to the side and I enjoy my meal just like nothing happened. Okay. Well, first, Dan, you should have never admitted that. It's number one, because now we all know that you're a psychopath. Uh, Secondly, can you walk us through how you're able to do that? Because I am at a loss for words. I don't know. I don't know why I feel, and I'm I, I'm with you. Trust me. I have more crazy food neuroses than anyone I know. I don't know why that one has gone over my head. No mm. pun intended. <laughs> I just don't get it. It doesn't. It grosses me out. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying, like, it won't ruin my day. Like other things would ruin my day. Okay, give me another. Give okay. You have to give me something else that would ruin your day more, because that's ruining like my month if that happens. Like if I ordered medium rare and it comes well done, that's ruined my day. 
I won't even hesitate to return that dish. I'm just saying I will probably return the dish if there's a hair in it, but I will hesitate a lot less than for a lot of other things. Like the meal, it was improperly cooked. The temperature is off. Uh, the um, I'm trying to think the last time I returned something. Oh, I returned a martini because I asked for it shaken very hard because I like the ice chips in it. It didn't have the ice chips in it. I returned it. Didn't even hesitate. Mm. See, I'm okay with the ice chips. I'm just like, oh, man, they didn't shake it hard enough. That's fine. Like, I, I'm moving on with that. But the hair, we are, like, I'm, like, I need the the card to the manager. Like, who's who who owns this establishment? Like, we have to talk about this. And I'm getting free meals at their sister restaurant for the rest of my life. Like, that's what's happening for me. <laughs> I love it. I totally get it. Um, actually, this has been such a pleasure. It's... Uh, so I always say this. It's always a crapshoot when I talk to someone that I've never met before. Uh, you never know how it's going to go. And this went so delightfully well. I feel <laughs> yes. like we should co-host something. I would um, love that. Yeah, we have a good vibe. And it's called Fennel and Tarragon. Yes, Fennel and Tarragon. And we talk about how we're just opposites on it, but somehow we we, <laughs> we birthed this amazing project out of it. <laughs> I feel like that would be the name. You know how like in the early 2000s, all these restaurants started coming out with these like charming farm names that had an ampersand <laughs> in between them? I could totally see Fennel and Tarragon being one of those restaurants. Farm to table, Fennel and Tarragon has everything <laughs> local from our farm. Love it. Oh, I'm obsessed. Man, I love it. Actually, tell everyone where they can find you. Oh, yeah. You you guys can find me um, on Instagram at Ashley Blaine. I love Twitter, so you can't find me there. Yeah, so that's where you can find me. Ashley Blaine. I love it. Um, thank you again, and good luck with, uh, with the pod. I thank love it. Thank you so much. Same to you, Dan. This is a blast. Thanks for having me. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.